This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here. Carter has joined me today, and thank you for joining us for this preview episode of Clemson versus Florida State, which, of course, is set for Saturday noon ABC. We have had a crap ton of Saturday at noon on ABC games. Typically, that is that isn't good. No, <laughs> thankfully Clemson's good. That's the reason. But I, listen, I guess it's better than having them on the ACC network. Okay. Yes, that very good point. I'll take anything over the ACC network. Yes. All right, let's start with something funny here. The combined score the last three years in this series is 135 to 38. <laughs> Again, we have this stat every week with just a new opponent that Clemson the past couple of years has just smoked. This one might be the worst. I should have added up all of our other regular opponents, but uh, I have to imagine this one's one of the worst. By the way, we went to this game last year. We did, yes. It's been a long year since we last went to a Clemson game. It has, yes. I'm looking forward to going back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, another funny stat. FSU basketball has more first-round picks, five of them, since 2016 than FSU football in that <laughs> same amount of time, who they've only had three. I'm assuming Jameis Winston is one of those picks, too. Uh, Since 2016? Yeah, I don't know. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know when he, he was He might have been picked in 2016. I don't know. Sure. Look it up. Look it up while I, uh, this is our last stat for the day. Uh, Clemson's record for rushing yards versus Florida State is 156. Okay. And that was set by CJ Spiller in 2009. Clemson's receiving yard record versus Florida State is also 156 yards. And that was set by Terry Smith in 1993. Chansey Stuckey. That's a new one. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a pretty cool name. Yeah, I guess. In twenty fifth or in uh, 2005, also had uh, 156 receiving yards, and so did Amari Rogers in 2018. Each of them had 156 uh, receiving yards, which, of course, is the record. Now, here's something it's a crazy. lucky number, I guess. Apparently, here's crazy. Here's what's crazy though: is that this weekend, Amari Rogers needs. Can you guess how many yards to have exactly 2,000 yards in his career? Any guesses? Well, since I'm looking right at it, uh, 156. Whoa, good work. Excellent work by you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I obviously did not come up with that stat. That was from (laughs) the uh, former Clemson AD, Tim. 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 My boy, Tim. You can find him on... Tim at Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy Twitter. All right, you can find him. <laughs> also, Jameis Winston was drafted in 2015. All right, so he doesn't count. I don't know who the other three were. Honestly, I don't care. It's just funny. <laughs> Florida State is now a basketball school, folks. Okay, so I also want to tell you about, I had the distinct honor of joining a Florida State podcast, something that I never thought I would ever do or ever say, and it was a blast. Uh, Knowles Anonymous. You can look them up, find them, and uh, listen to them on any of your uh, on your favorite podcast platform. But we really did have a lot of fun. They didn't ask me a ton specifically about this game, but we mostly talked about uh, the Clemson Florida State rivalry over the last couple of years. And so we talked about how Florida State has 
uh, taking a dive and how uh, Clemson has kind of surpassed them and taken over the elite status. Can we call ACC. it a face plant? Yes, that sounds can. much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They've some... sucked recently. <laughs> like... Very set on face plant for some reason. Yeah, they haven't been good, unfortunately. Hence the uh, 135 to 38 combined score over the last three years. So um, that's also why with them, we didn't really talk about the game. Uh, we just talked about we had a lot of fun. I You should go check it out. Be nice to them. Drop them a nice rating while you're at it. Uh, after you do us. OK, we should do that. So this week I talked to Florida State people. And then something terrible and amazing and wonderful happened combined into one phone call, one phone call, a single minute of pure laughter and hilarity. Some of you may remember two weeks ago, I asked for some voice messages from our listeners. Uh, I forget what I forget why I asked them to do that, but I did. And we got some good submissions. Thank you for dropping them. I promise in the future we will play them. But unfortunately, all of our Clemson uh, voice messages were <laughs> overshadowed by someone who calls himself Bama Dan. <laughs> so, what a great name. Trevor, you got that loaded for us? Okay, well, one more thing too. A ca- brief caveat before we play it. We're a pretty clean podcast here. Like the dirtiest thing we've ever said on here was my assumption joke, which... <laughs> didn't even say it. <laughs> I didn't even say it. It's just the three... <laughs> the fr- we know the how first it three, yeah you, you know it uh so some of that is said in this but we also bleep out some other stuff so just so you know it's there okay but listen to it because it's hilarious trevor okay hit it thanks hello b- this is bama dan thanks for giving me time on this here radio show let's talk about the alabama crimson tie the number one college football sports team in history under Nick Saban, we have kicked Clemson's ass every single time we've played them, starting in 2016. Yes, technically, if you look at the fake news online statistics, it'll tell you that Clemson beat, quote-unquote, us twice since then. Well, if you believe that, you'll also have to believe that Goldilocks Trevor Lawrence isn't amping on anti-COVID roids. Speaking of COVID, it was probably Clemson that spread the fake-ass news that Nick Saban got COVID. Yeah, hate to break it to you, but elite college coaches like Nick Saban don't succumb to fake news viruses. Only Goldilocks loses to that. If Bam and Clemson play this year, which is doubtful since Clemson is bad, it will be a one-sided show. I hope it doesn't happen because it would be so boring, more boring than watching that idiot-ass Dabo Swinney whine about his weak defense. That's all I gotta say. Roll Tide, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Can we get this guy back on the line? That'd be great. Bam and Dan. You suck, first of all. You're the worst. You are the reason why everyone hates Alabama fans, okay? Everyone hates you. But come back. Don't leave us. I, just, I find it very hard to hate him. That was hilarious. It was, I mean, it was hilarious. And, I mean, he cut right to the chase, basically. And fake news and Clemson's bad and Nick Saban's good. So, also <laughs> just a great dismount at the end. You, <laughs> yeah. you just can't beat that. Uh, the only thing would have been better is if we got like a, you know, a landline hang up at the yeah. end. Just guarantee you know. he did that from a landline. Like, <laughs> People from Alabama don't have cell phones. Out in the middle of nowhere. He's calling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he found the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Bama Dan. And uh, come back next week. Uh, Trevor says he's got something funny for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's the new official laugh. 
of a Bama Dan. Oh, I, this actually brings something up. I don't even, you probably don't even remember this. Last year, we had an official laugh at the show, and it was when Dino Babers threatened to punch a reporter. <laughs> Joking. Oh, do you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I do it remember that. It was just like now. this distant, echoey, ha, 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 ha. that sort of <laughs> laugh. And uh, so now we have one to overtake that. We haven't used it in over a year. So welcome back. All right, Bama Dan, thank you. Be back next week. In this episode, thank you for being here, by the way. We appreciate it. In this episode, though, we will talk about the keys to the game and the things that we will be watching for on Saturday. And the things that, if we're watching them, you should be watching them too, by the way, okay? Obviously. Duh. <laughs> Second of all, you may, I mean, you heard already, Trevor is finally back. He was sick for a while, and now he's back. Healthy. Thank goodness, finally. Just in time. We missed him, and uh, I only missed him because I had to do his work for the last couple of weeks, and that was no fun. So, he's back, and with him returns... Some of your favorite segments, your favorite segment, that is the Worthless Sound Collection. It's back, baby. Stick around for that. And then finally, we will send you out properly for this football Saturday with some Clemson or Clemson out. Becky is here and she has some great questions for us to answer. All right, let's hop right into the keys to the game. Here's what I have to say about this game to begin with. I feel really bad for Florida State. I just feel bad for you, okay? Clemson isn't going to lose this game. And they're probably not going to let it be close either. First of all, Trevor Lawrence is coming back. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to uh, spin the ball all over the field. And also, I get the sense that everyone is sort of upset that they lost to yeah, Notre Dame. Like, I honestly wouldn't want to be the next three opponents of Clemson. Like you wish you would have played them before the loss. Yeah, that's generally the way it works with Clemson. So, all right. So there are a few things, though, specifically that um, we need to be watching for. And we talked about them in a recap episode for the Notre Dame game. But uh, here we are. So let's let's talk about them right now. So the first thing is, uh, will the Tigers be healthy and will they stay healthy? And if they are Can they finally begin to build some chemistry with this team? Um, Quick injury update. James Skalski is out. Frank Latson, Frank Brickhands Latson, (laughs) he's out. Are we missing much right now? Maybe is a good thing when you think about it. (laughs) We love you, man. I'm sorry, Frank. Catch the ball. We'll stop as soon as you quit dropping the ball. (laughs) (laughs) So they're both out, unfortunately. But this week we're getting Joseph Ngata back. Hopefully, uh, you know, these are all (laughs) these are all the updates we have through Wednesday, at least. So you never know. You know, that's when Dabo gives the update. So you never know what's going to happen. But other guys are day to day right now. Mike Jones, Tyler Davis, uh, Brian Brzee. And like I said, they're all day to day right now. So here's the hoping and everyone is hopeful that we're going to get them back. And the reason this is important is because Bale Inspector kind of gave us a little insight into um, the secondary, and that's actually one of the that's been one of the bright spots this year. And here's what he had to say, Trevor. Play that sound for us. We haven't had the exact same starting group of defensive backs, I think, all year. Uh, maybe one or two games. Um, so it, it comes for a chemistry thing, I think. Um, just being looking back there and seeing the guys that are normally back there, and then another game, there's different people up back there. I mean, they're all, they're all prepared and they all do the great job, um, but. 
just continue to get better and each guy focus and really focus it on doing their job. Um, not focusing on the, like the bigger picture, just doing their job and not trying to do, try, not trying to do too much. Um, so I, don't, I think chemistry and cohesiveness is a big part of it. Just having the guys back there. All right, this is important, and I'm going to toot my own horn here again. I asked Anna Hickey, you remember that, before the Syracuse game, like months ago, bro, okay? I don't even remember that game. Uh, yeah, it was a long freaking time ago, but I asked her, hey, do you think that these injuries have messed with the chemistry of this team? And, you know, she said, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and she gave a better answer than that, by the way. Great. <laughs> Perfect that, quote. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go me on that. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> so, but anyways, all to say, like, at, to some point, I mean, like Balin said, yeah, I, if your guys, if your starters aren't playing in the secondary consistently, then you're not going to have the chemistry. You're Maybe the trust is there, but maybe you're going to be looking out in the back of your eye to make sure that so-and-so behind you is in the right spot or whatever. Oh, I don't even know if the trust is there. Like they're just, it seems like right now the defense, they're just cycling through people pretty much. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, listen, a lot of these guys are second stringers. I mean, even for Clemson, they're good. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but there's, there's a reason why they weren't starting to begin the season. It's because they're probably not the best player at that position. And so, uh, I mean, this also goes to the offense too, as far as the wide receivers, um, you know, and, and Trevor Lawrence being gone, who knows, hopefully they'll be in sync this week, but all to say, I mean, I think this is, we're getting to the point now where guess what? There's only three regular season games left. They're seven and one right now. They've played eight games and there's only three left. The lion's share of the season is completed. So there's not a whole lot of time to get ready for the ACC championship game and the college football playoffs. So that's what these next three games need to be, starting with Florida State this week. And uh, so, anyways, I think that's probably one of the most important things to see. Xavier Thomas is somebody I didn't mention as well. Hopefully, he'll be back to full strength. It, it's weird. I just feel like we haven't lost anyone for the season. No, But no. We, we've kind of had these nagging injuries of, like, a ton of guys just, like, not playing. Which... I don't know. You could probably argue that it's even worse than having people out for the season because once someone's out for the season, someone's going to step in and consistently play. Like these guys are still cycling in and out like every other game type thing. If someone's hurt and then yeah, plays I, and then out again. like It is part of it. When these guys are day to day, you just never... I mean, listen, the coaches will tell you that their guys are going to prepare like they're the starter anyways. Okay, so that's fine. But let's just throw that into the useless or what do we call it? The worthless sound. Yes, thank you. I always say useless. It's worthless sound. Got to work on that uh, that yes. branding for us. That's exactly the, well, the one of the answers, though, that coach will say. That'll be in our collection. <laughs> I don't think it is this week. I don't know, Trevor. No, he says no, but. No, I just throw Briley in there. It could be, he just yes. said it. <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. You're doing uh, nothing else. I don't Come think on. he can edit that fast. He's still rusty. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, okay, so be looking out for that. The second thing that I think we need to focus on is, and this is pure conjecture on my part, okay? You can agree with me or disagree. Actually, listen, this would be a great thing for you to drop us a voice message about to uh, drown out Bama Dan would be, uh, tell me if you think I'm right or wrong on this. I And you tell me too, Carter. I think it's time for this offense to pivot. And by pivot, I mean... Can we stop running the ball and can we just pass the ball all the time? <laughs> I, I'm sort of like I, I say that jokingly, but I'm I'm serious about this. Okay, so here's my here's my reasoning uh, for it. Before you start yelling at me, 
And so here's what I would say. We all know that the offensive line is a concern this year. Okay. Can we all agree on that? Yes, we yes, can all agree on that. Definitely. Thank you. And there is still time to improve. But as I just said, there's not that much time to improve. And in fact, at this point in the season, usually what you have, and here's another great here's another great addition to the Worthless Sound Collection. What you have is what you have. Okay. <laughs> I don't envision this offensive line having like this amazing transformation after eight games in a season, all of a sudden the last three games of the season, it just clicking and them getting better. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, by the way. And if there's ever a game I'm going to be wrong about, wrong about, it'll be this one because Florida State is not good against the run. They're ranked 92nd against the run and they give up like over 200 yards a game. Okay, so if there was ever a game that Clemson was going to rush for a bunch of yards, it would be now. But listen, I think it's time to abandon the run. It's time that we give the ball to Trevor Lawrence, you know, like our Heisman candidate, the best quarterback in college football history, <laughs> the most pro ready quarterback in college football history, I should say, and just let him throw the ball. Because as Pete Sampson said, we had him on before um, the Notre Dame game to preview it. He said on his podcast that the Clemson offensive line looks small and stumpy. Okay. And he's not wrong about that, but as bad as they have been in the run game, they've actually been pretty good in the pass protection game. They haven't given up that many sacks. And so here's what I'm saying. Obviously, the strength of this team is the passing game. And in, not even that, but Travis Etienne has already shown that he's a more than capable receiver. You know, he's our second leading receiver <laughs> on this team. It's pretty crazy. And, uh, it, you know, he's a weapon out of the backfield. So... Instead of running the ball, the last two games, we've rushed the ball 33 times against Notre Dame and 31 times against BC. You want to know the stats for those games? We had 106 yards in the BC game and 34 yards against Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame is, elite, is an elite team. It's time for us to pivot. And against those elite teams, we just need to throw the ball. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. What do you think of that? Yeah, honestly... I mean, you're probably wanting me to yell at you, but I honestly agree with you. I was actually thinking that a little bit this week of like, it's too, I don't, it's never too late in the season to change what you're doing, but just play to your strengths. Like, you know what you're good at, just get even better at it then. Like other than they need to be able to run the ball more than 34 yards in a game. They need to be able to get those first downs. Like if they could have, if they could run the ball and get more, honestly, even get 50 yards a game, they would have beat Notre Dame. Honestly, because they would have well, yeah. first down. If they, they had gotten won. that last first down. So if they can at least get like in just every once in a while, a first down to give Trevor Lawrence a rest. And then at the end of the game, if they can isolate or uh, freeze the game, then honestly, I agree with you because like I'd rather have the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hand anyways. Not that especially now that Travis Etienne has fumbled so much recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was one of the points I had. He's fumbled in four straight games. Yeah. Like, and actually, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's like... Just and it's, play to your strength. Like, yeah, it's not even like... this. It's just the way the season has gone, okay? Listen, this offensive line is not a national championship caliber rushing offensive line. They're just not. Okay, and that's fine. I still think Clemson could win the championship because... And this is the only reason, because we have a transformational once in a generation type quarterback who is going to cover up those mistakes on the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, DJ. 
Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my bad. bad. My bad. Uh, DJ UBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Cinco. And so, listen, like if Kelly Bryant was the quarterback, we'd be in deep trouble. But <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback. And here's the thing. I mean, here's another reason. They're averaging 150 yards per game this season, which is the lowest amount they've averaged since 2014. By the way, that was the last time Clemson lost to Florida State. <laughs> it's been a long time, okay? And this, the offensive line grades out so much better uh, against um, in pass protection than they do uh, run blocking. And so I just think it's it's time, okay? It's time to forget the run. That doesn't mean that we have to ignore Travis Etienne. It doesn't mean that we don't rush the ball a little bit. But overall, it's we need to be passing the ball a lot more. And listen, there's precedent for this as well. Clemson wouldn't be the first team to ever do this. Anyone remember LSU last year? They threw the ball everywhere. Now they still had a thousand yard. They still had a thousand yard rusher in uh, Edwards Clyde Alaire. And Cl- listen, Etienne's going to get a thousand yards on the season. Like it's just he's going to get it. Uh, but another team that's doing this is Florida. Florida can't run the ball. They're not an elite running uh, team, but. They have Kyle Trask. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to see Florida run the ball once. I love watching them play. <laughs> in fact, it, it would be sort of like, you know, it would sort of be stupid in a way if they decided, listen, we're just going to ground and pound. We're going to run the ball everywhere. You're like, you have Kyle Trask. We have Trevor Lawrence. Just throw the ball. Now, the one thing that I would ha- I would have to disagree with myself on is, is the idea that um, I'm not impressed. With, like, I'm not sure about our wide receivers yet either. I'm still waiting for Cornell Powell to come crashing down. Although, I, I don't know. I think, honestly, Trevor Lawrence getting hurt might be good for our wide receiver core. Just on the stance of Norman Powell, this was his kind of coming out party. I'm hoping it continues with Trevor Lawrence. But obviously, Trevor Lawrence loves ETN and Amari Rogers a lot more. But, like, Norman Powell has shown that he is... Cornell. Cornell. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I've been saying Norman. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> pal. My bad. Uh, Cornell. Let's go, pal. Anyway, sorry, I, I had to interrupt you rudely for that, but I, I, I know I said it was that twice, just an innocent I? mistake. Okay, yes, yeah, pal. All right, he's anyways. He's emerged as our number two wide receiver, which is very good. Like we've needed it because obviously Frank Ladson hasn't stepped up <laughs> and not even playing now. Yeah, I mean uh, God is supposed to be back, but you're totally right. I like, mean, th- this is could be good. Now we have another weapon that we could use, and if we're gonna be throwing the ball every play, like. I just find it funny now. Like we've been saying all season, like run the ball, run the ball, run the dang ball. It's like, well, screw that now. Like, but it's true though. Like, well, what's what's the uh, cliche definition of insanity? It's trying the same thing over and over and expecting something. Different. I just say like, like it's not working. Then it, just move on. I'm and, like, and that's okay. Like it's fine. We're, it's not like giving up on it, by the way. And in fact, it may just be backwards. You throw the ball to open up the running game. Maybe I don't know. You know, but. I think it's just time. It's just time for that to happen. So again, go ahead and drop us a voice message. The link is in the show notes and uh, whatever, wherever you're listening to this, you can find the link there in the notes. So uh, tell us if we're right or wrong on that. Okay. The third thing, the la- the third and final thing that I'm going to be watching for is, um, well, the key to the game, I guess I should say, is that it's time for Clemson to clean things up a little bit and protect the ball. Things have gotten a little sloppy over the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, yeah. We shouldn't run the ball because, well, I guess he fumbled on a reception last week. So that was, that was, that was a toss. It was an option. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Never mind. Let's just not run those plays anymore. Yeah. Let's not do that. (laughs) 
Okay, but they had three turnovers against Notre Dame last week. And against Boston College, they had nine penalties. And overall, like for the season, they're not really outpacing previous seasons for the amount of penalties and penalty yards or turnovers. So I'm not necessarily concerned. I don't think it's a long-term issue, but I mean, it becomes a habit. Four straight games, ETN fumbling the ball. I mean, that becomes a habit at some point, right? And so it's time for us to to clean that up a little bit. I mean, if you're going to be an elite team, you can't fumble or you can't turn the ball over three times against Notre Dame, even though they still should have won that game. (laughs) They still turn the ball over three times. If they hadn't done that, they probably win. Okay, they do because, you know, one of those uh, fumbles isn't returned for a touchdown like it was. So, I mean, it's that simple. And uh, Trevor has been telling me that the whole worthless sound collection is all uh, there's a lot of crap about, you know, the fundamentals and the basics, but it's sort of true. Like, all right, just quit fumbling the ball. Okay. Just hold on to the ball. Be smart. Let's be clean this game, not have many penalties and we'll be okay. All right. So those are our main, uh, things to watch for and our main, uh, keys to victory, I guess you could say. So before we hop into the worthless sound collection, which I'm very excited about because it's been so long. Let's first take a quick 30-second break to hear from our sponsor, Anchor, Anchor Podcasts. All right, Trevor's smiling right now. It's just so good to be back, isn't it? <laughs> so good to be back. All right, let's not wait any longer. Let's just hear the Worthless Sound Collection. Play it for us, Trevor. questions we'll continue to grow and get better each and every week and we're just trying to be the best players that we can be we got to go get better we got to go get better again we're just trying to get better you know outside of the notre dame game um and i think we've been pretty good so you kind of just have to put your head down and go to work kind of just like don't pay attention to all the noise eventually the year times will come it's it's different it's a different world down in the trenches Travis is going to do what Travis does. You going to let him hand that ball to that guy? Uh, I don't think so. Just do your job, um, and that's that's what football is, just everyone doing their job. From a fundamental standpoint, uh, we can continue to work those things. And just improve on the fundamentals. Um, I think we just have to get back to the basics. Let's, let's get back to the fundamentals and the details. Getting back to some some basics and some fundamentals. Going back in and focus on the basics. Practicing and practicing and practicing and, you know, just getting the hang of it. You know, you play, everybody wants to win every game. That's what you work to do. He's he got his he got his nose bloodied a little bit. College football, you play good players every week. Playing is playing, and experience is experience. We can't do things that continue to you know beat us. Everybody says, "Where's Cornell been?" Cornell's always been here. Biggest game of the year because of the next game, like Coach Winnie always says. It's the biggest game of the year because it's the next one. I don't I don't care what their record is. Uh, these guys are on full scholarship and highly recruited guys and. Uh, and I, I got great respect for their program. And Taking care of Clemson can make all the layups. We've airballed some layups. We got to eat your Wheaties. We're, we're dotting all our eyes and crossing our T's and stuff whenever it comes to uh, making sure we have the game plan down. Purdy, Purdy, he's Purdy runs the ball well. You know, you, you get that jug of water or whatever, and or maybe you got a, a hole in the boat, stick your finger in, and then it pops out the other side. But I think to win, you got to be able to throw the ball. It made you realize why you you know, came to play the game and why you love it so much because it's game day and you want to give it all you got. Stay off of the off of the Twitter stuff. 
I don't even have my phone uh, in, in my, on my person. You know, they, no, they do what they do. You know, you've left meat on the bone. They're the right dudes. I got them all through my head. I just can't get the right one out. I, I don't want to misquote the guy. It's like playing in the rain. If it was only raining on one sideline, we'd have a problem. But yeah, that's pretty much it. As always, Trevor, you've outdone yourself. Beautiful work. Are we sure someone wasn't getting shot over there in Clemson? I have no idea. <laughs> so that's that was during Dabo's post-Wednesday practice presser. That's a mouthful. Uh, so I don't know what it was. I wasn't there, uh, but it also happens every week. I don't I don't know what it is. They're like, I don't know if they're weightlifting and then dropping weights or what's going on, but it does sound like someone's getting just straight up murdered. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, you know, don't change it. It adds to our collection. No, that's why it's there. And I love adding all the zoom issues as well. It reminds me of Dabo. Trevor, do you have that? Oh yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yep. That one. Okay. <laughs> so much good stuff. All right. Thanks for putting that together, Trevor. And now it's time for us to welcome Becky back to the pod as well. So let's go ahead and hop over to Clemps in or Clemps out. Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems in or Clems out. Yes, I've been looking forward to this all week. It's time to close our episode out with our favorite game, Clemps in or Clemps out. Becky, hit us with the first question. Next question. In or out, will Tony Elliott or Brent Venables take the U of SC job? Okay, thank you for not phrasing the question. Would Tony Elliott or Brent Venables be idiots if they (laughs) took the U of SC job? Because the answer to that is obviously Clemps in. Now, will they take the job? That's another story. Uh, I'm going to be Clemps out. I think that there are are a couple of other candidates that are probably more likely to um, get the job or accept the job, I should say. Billy Napier from uh, Louisiana. I'm blanking on his name, unfortunately. The uh, coach of Coastal Carolina. Um, Hugh Freeze. But Hugh Freeze is another one, I think, as well. I think all three of those guys are probably uh, more likely candidates at this point. Or, you know, I listen, uh, South Carolina would be crazy not to hire someone like Tony Elliott or Brent Venables, but I just don't think that they uh, are ready or would want to take that job. So I'm Clemson out. Real fast, uh, what year is Jake Venables? Uh, is he a junior? Tyler T-Bone is a freshman, though. Okay, I don't... I don't think Brent Venables is leaving if his kids are on the team. So that's a pretty safe bet that he's. No. Yeah. And, and listen, he's he's been asked before and he said like he wants to be a head. He wants to be a head coach someday. But he has talked about his sons being a reason why he's at Clemson right now. So yeah. um, I mean, there'd be no reason to leave if his kids are on the team. There's no reason. So I'm, I'm Clemson out on both of them. <laughs> are you? OK. All right. Well, uh, that was pretty easy, huh? So, OK, cool. Uh, so that's the first question. Becky, what else do you have for us? Next question. In or out, are NFL teams right to consider drafting Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence? Now that is a good football question right there. Oh my, what an interesting question, Becky. Interesting indeed. Usually when you say interesting, it's because you think it's a stupid question. 
<laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> this interesting quote you have there. <laughs> that, that's so stupid. <laughs> Excuse me, let me just say stupid. I mean, Justin Fields, yes, he's a great quarterback. And he's he's got the stats, obviously, this year so far. But again, like we were just talking, like who have they played? No one really good so far. We'll see after Saturday. Like I think Indiana is actually pretty good. We'll see how they he competes. I think he's a great quarterback, but like no one's gonna pass Trevor Lawrence. Like I don't care who you are. Like Trevor Lawrence is easily the best quarterback. And it's funny draft. how people are only talking about this now that Trevor Lawrence has been out for a couple of weeks. They're like, oh, Justin Fields. All right, it's yeah. news. They're running out of news, basically. Yeah, exactly. Elections so, over. Yeah. Coronavirus is doing whatever. You know, no one cares about that anymore. Yeah, and the Big Ten was the new the new kids on the block. They're playing. So, um, I will say though that Justin Fields is very good. And I won't argue with you there, but I, he's not. I don't think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Though. No, no, and I don't. I I think teams would be crazy right now to consider taking. Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. So I'm also going to be Clemps out on this, even though, listen, Justin Fields, 11 touchdowns, 11 incompletions in, what, three games? That's pretty impressive, okay? Yeah. But like you said, I, I mean, they haven't, I wouldn't, I mean, they haven't played anybody good. So, but I guess neither is Trevor Lawrence. I was going to say, you could argue it both ways here, but Trevor Lawrence is, also just has a longer record of what he's yeah, been able to accomplish. Yes, his resume is a little bit longer. Also, just the eye test of, you might not even know a whole lot, but like for me, I'm like, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields play. Like, I'm like, I want Trevor Lawrence on my team. Just looking at the guy, he's built bigger and he just seems like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, agreed. Okay, last question, Becky. Next question. In or out, will Clemson cover the 35 and a half point spread? 35 and a half points. <laughs> Is that the biggest spread so far this year? No, I think Syracuse was. The time where we bet $8,000 on, you remember that, right? To win like 10 kind bucks. Of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How could you forget that? Little Caesars, baby. <laughs> uh, no, actually, so, well, I was going to make the joke that it's too bad. Uh, Florida State has only scored 38 points combined over the last three uh, times they've played. I was hoping that the line would be bigger than the amount of points <laughs> scored, but uh, they just beat it out. Good job, FSU. No, I listen, I don't think, in general, I never recommend <laughs> uh, betting on a cover that, that that is this big. It just doesn't happen all that often. I think Clemson obviously could, but... Uh, no, I'll be clumps out. I don't think they're going to cover the 35-point spread, even though I wouldn't be surprised. My prediction for the game, let's go ahead and give those while we're here, uh, is 41-13 Clemson. So they do not uh, cover the spread. But um, yeah, I think a 28-point margin is well within reach. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think they're going to cover it either. But I think Clemson's going to come out strong, start start out strong on like past games, and they're going to get back to the normal selves. They're going to put a beat down of 52 to 20 on Florida State. Wow. All right. Defense gave up a little bit of points, but we'll take that. We'll take it. All right. A win's a win. Very good. All right. Thanks, Becky, for those questions. And listen, this is the end of the episode, but we will be back again on Monday to give you a recap of this game. Will it be a game? Won't it be a game? I don't know. Probably not. But... <laughs> We will give you the recaps, and of course, we'll have Carter's Coach's Corner. You won't want to miss that. 
and uh, we will present to you our Tiger Kings and Carol Baskins of the week, which will be fun. We always have fun here, no matter. Listen, no matter whether it's a game or not, we've we've adapted and we've turned. <laughs> We've become a much more fun. I'm laughing right now because Carter is. <laughs> we took no, we, we took a short break. We do. You took all your clothes off like an idiot, and you're sitting in pizza sliced boxers right now. So we have fun with that. Maybe I'll post it. Probably not. Let's not do that. Listen, with all thanks to Bamba Dan, thanks for joining us today. We will see you again on Monday. Be good out there. Good bamboo.